Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday, and welcome to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am half of the Scots. I am Scott Steen. I am the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together, we make up Heading Back to the Window. Good to be here on a Tuesday, a brisk Brisk, clear Tuesday here in Missouri. Scott, how's the how's the weather there in Long Island? It's okay. A bit cloudy. I want to say it's somewhere in the 50s, so it's not cold. It's not exactly uh, summer anymore, so I think we're firmly into fall, not winter. Being an old guy, Scott, I am forced to talk about the weather for at least 15 minutes each and every day. I'm sorry it's in the contract. Sometimes you are the unlucky recipient of that. So. Now, as an older person, do you get your weather information via phone or via newspaper from the morning? I do not read the newspaper anymore. Sorry. It is. Okay. Uh, I do. Uh, I do on online. It's the underman says, ahoy. What's up, man? I he, He's the, uh, I think the underman is... Uh, always joining us on Twitch. So it's good to see the Twitchers out there. You a Twitcher, Scott? Did you ever you, you ever game on Twitch or anything? I never actually uh, had a stream or anything. I used to watch some poker streamers yeah. on Twitch just to try to pick up some stuff. But no, as a whole, I feel like Twitch would be something I'd be decent at just because as long as you have any activity going on and you're just talking in the background, which I'm sure both of us like to do, I think we would do fine. But my computer is how do we put this old and probably not optimal for Twitch streaming. So no, I've never actually done that. Yeah, I know my, my son does a lot of Twitch stuff and he like built his computer with the help of his buddy who's a computer geek guy and they put all oh, kinds of- Oh, he built of... a computer. I had a couple of friends who built computers. Yeah, I mean, they, they had all kinds, of, they put all kinds of super cards in and shit to do all their mm -hmm. gaming stuff. So yeah, I don't I don't, I don't go out for the Twitchy stuff. I, I watch some of his streams sometime and honestly, they uh, the gamer streams bore me to tears. Now he does some fun stuff with his buddies, like food stuff and game, food and sports stuff. Anyway, I've dabbled with the poker streams, but I haven't been on Twitch in months. I get it. I get it. Uh, yep, Twitch is, and I know there's a lot of cool stuff on Twitch. There's, there's just so many things you could be doing to that. I just don't need anything else to take up chunks of my time. You know, I, I, stay well, I like, I like Twitch because it just provides you endless content. So if you're tired of refreshing the YouTube subscription feed and you have nothing there. There's usually something going on on Twitch that you can just watch live. Do you do TikTok, Scott? Do you watch TikTok videos? I've never been on TikTok. I went on TikTok once for, I think, a minute. Yeah? I tried to watch, like, one or two videos, and I said, what is this? And I just deleted it immediately. I never got into it. No. I think we're going to start doing, like, sports betting stuff on TikTok. Uh, we can. Do I have to do a stupid dance with that? Uh, yeah, you and I have to make up our own dance. That's the whole rule. That's the whole thing of TikTok. That's the whole thing? Is it a sack dance? Because the Chiefs don't get many <laughs> no, sacks. The Chiefs don't get any sacks. Let's talk about that game. Good to see Michelle in the house, by the way. Welcome aboard to uh, to Michelle. As, uh, yeah, it was. I, we got to talk about this, Scott. It was, you know, it was, it was a weird game. It started off well. We had full disclosure. Uh, I sent out the Chiefs minus 10 to my clients. I thought that. Andy Reid would have this team ready. I thought the extra day prep would make a difference. Uh, all the team was saying the right thing. They seemed to be on the right page. Uh, I thought they'd come out with a, with a new purpose and kind of refocused, and they looked really good at that first drive. They were doing exactly what they needed to do, throwing underneath, taking what the defense gave them, drove all the way down, um, and then they reverted back to the Chiefs of uh, the first 
seven games as uh, Patrick Mahomes threw an ill-advised pass uh, errantly. Who was, the, who was that pass to, by the Josh way? Josh Gordon. Was to Gordon or yeah. the guy behind no, him? No, I think it was to Gordon. Gordon reached his hand out and tipped it. It was behind him, went straight up in the air, and as is the case this year, it falls immediately into the hands of a defender. They never drop him, and uh, yep, there you go. Well, Jones threw an interception two plays later, and the Chiefs scored anyway. But Right, and that was and that was my free play of the day, by the way, was the Giants to score in their opening drive. Caught a great price on it. We got it to plus 178. It actually went up to plus 188. So we got ahead of the move, and he throws a uh, he throws a pick on this on the second pass on the second play from scrimmage for the Giants. So the best thing I can say about that play is we didn't have to wait around long to see how it did. How it did? It was just that was just I'm like like oh my god! And it was just it was a horrific pass just to nobody. I didn't even see it. Truth is, I was writing an article for about the entire first half, so I missed the first half of whatever you want to call that football game. Yeah, that's probably neat. a good thing for me. Yeah, well, the second half was even uglier, but the first half yeah. wasn't much. I had no action. My only play was on the Clippers-Thunder game. Yep. Picked up a winner and a team total. So that game was at 10.30. I did basically nothing until the actual basketball game started, just besides work. So I pivoted, won that, no action on the NFL game. So I Yeah, I, and I had and I had another premium on that, on that same game. And that was a play, as much as I hate to say it with my home team playing, I liked the basketball play more. I thought that was a, if you'll pardon the expression, a slam dunk. I thought the Chiefs play was a good play. I thought the basketball play was a great play. So, but we both won on similar plays. Yeah, you had the you team had the total under, under. I had full, full game under, yeah. right? So that was easy because the Clippers and the Thunder both not very good at basketball. Dunderman brings up a great point, Scott, and I know we were we would eventually get to it, but it deserves to be brought up now. Chiefs are favorites next week against the Packers. Are you buying that? I've seen that line shifting. I saw it at two and a half, and now I see it's closer to pick them. So I think people have started to react accordingly. Yeah. I like Green Bay for the rest advantage anyway. You have one team that played on Thursday, probably getting Devontae Adams back, and the other team played on Monday night. So the rest advantage there is huge. I like Green Bay regardless. And most importantly, one of those teams appears to be terrible. Yes. I hate That's to say, a separate point. I, I hate to say it, I you know, but objectively, you know, if I, I watch this team like I watch other teams – they're they're middle of the pack at best. At, you barely beat an NFC East team at home. Yeah, yeah, that's that was that, a, that's not good. Horrible, horrible performance. So good, good to see. Uh, Corey Graves' fade USM Southern, Southern Miss. You talking about Corey? Because they're all bad. Yeah, they're that's a bad. I faded them earlier in the year. Remember, I had Detroit against them, and Southern Miss. I think moved the ball maybe for a drive and a half. Did nothing for the rest of the game. I think they jumped up and bit me one time, and I and I got and I got off of them. I had them twice. I had uh, Troy beating uh, Southern Miss. I think I had minus nine and a half. And then I had Alabama first quarter minus 10 against USM. I think they were up 21 nothing after the first quarter. I'd sure like to know what happened to Troy this weekend. What happened to that defense? Uh, it wasn't very great. It wasn't very good this past week. No, and that had been, man, that had been an outstanding defense. Could they uh, play again? Um, I'm just trying to, I was just, I was just, I was just looking it up, man. If you'd have, if I could have had eight more seconds. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who they played. I, I am too. And I had it. Um, oh, they played, uh, they played coastal. They played coastal yeah. On, uh, yeah. Two teams. They that, covered. They did, but they, I had the, I had the total. I had the, I had the under there. I thought there was going to be some, I thought there was going to be some defensive struggles and I thought Troy wouldn't move the ball very well. That's the other thing with them. So. Uh, spent the spent the weekend. JC Stowe spent the weekend in the losers' lounge. <laughs> One beer on top, PBR liquor, uh, Montezuma tequila. 
Big screen TV broadcasting cornhole. Yeah, there you go. That's that's yeah. that's the life right there. Clippers robbed me of my three teamer. Had the Giants plus thirteen. That's a great number there. Under fifty five, another great number. And the Clippers minus one. Oh, oh, not good. Not good. Wait, where did you lose? Uh, the Clippers won. Oh by yeah, five. the Clippers covered, didn't they? Clippers won by. They were five. down, but they ended up covering. That's right. Unless unless you had the Clippers minus eleven, you accidentally typed down minus one. They covered the one. Yeah, they did because they went by five, right? Yeah, they won by five. But anyway, yeah, we got a couple of games to talk about. Yeah, let's get rolling here. Let's uh, let's uh, let's do it to it. We'll find out who took it in the shorts, who had a good day, who had a bad day. We already know some of the answers, but we'll find out the rest of them on today's call. The cops. All right, I just thought I was going to yak for the whole show, Scott. Way to keep me on track, there, buddy. Hey, in the NHL, if you had the auto, if you had the uh, Ottawa Senators and the Chicago Blackhawks under six, you were looking great. Two zip after two periods, one goal apiece, uh, and then the wheels fell off. If you had the under, because they scored two goals in the first minute and twenty-two, and they added two more by the time seven and a half minutes were gone from the third period, they didn't get any more. So you didn't lose, but that definitely feels like a push loss. If you had the under six in that hockey game, hey man. Call the cops. And look at the second one. This is kind of an interesting prop that some sports books, some have started to add. It's kind of like no score first inning in baseball, but now they added it to football. And you can just get score or no score on the first drive of the football game. If you had score on the first drive in the Giants-Chiefs game, you're in good shape because the Chiefs have third and goal at the five-yard line. Incomplete pass, you're kicking a field goal, you still win. Chiefs interception. And you lose. Brutal. Yeah, because, yeah, we had the, obviously talked about the Giants. We had the Giants on the other side of that. And, uh, yeah, that was two very different ways to lose that same bet. But, good God, that that would have been awful right there. Um, as I felt bad enough having the Chiefs to cover to piss away a minimum of three points, likely seven points right there. You're like, you know what? I bet we're going to need those later. And we would have. Hey, if you had the Bills, Bulls Celtics fourth quarter, oh, a, a play after Scott's own heart. Fourth quarter over 53 and a half. The Bulls, they put up 39 in the fourth quarter, certainly doing their job. But the Celtics, WTF Celtics, they put up, what did they put up? 12? No, 11. Good God. It landed It landed 50 as the Bulls outscored them 39. Um uh, 39-11 in the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, if you had the over 53-and-a-half, call the cops. That Celtics team, I was not a big fan of the coaching hire during the offseason. Yeah. They are bad late in games. Yeah, awful. that that's awful. That is fa- that is fading down the stretch. Had a couple games against the Wizards they blew. Um, we're going to talk about the Celtics in a little bit because we have something regarding one player's comments coming up later. Right. But when you're talking about new coaches and seeing who's good, who's bad, the Celtics' new coach, clearly not very good. Not good. Not good at all. All right. The opposite of call the cops. These are the nice, easy wins. Good to see Browns backer in the house, by the way. Uh, speaking of easy wins, it's time for the rocking chair. So the first one was on Monday Night Football. You had the Giants and Chiefs under 53. You had 24 points at the half, zero points in the third quarter. At that point, the over's dead, and the game ended 20 to 17. Yep, yep, yeah. You had a you had a little bit of hope there. If you were if you were on the over at 24 10, you're like, okay, we need a little help here. 
But then the third quarter, they just came out and fumble fucked around. You're like, yep, that's what I thought. Hey, if you had the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers over the Charlotte Hornets plus five, uh, the Cavs, they led by 19 after the first quarter. You got to feel you're in good shape, and you were. They never trailed. Got a little sketchy there in the fourth quarter, but they they kept the lead, and they uh, were able to maintain it, and they win the game 113-110. Cleveland Cavaliers plus five. No sweat. You're in the rocking chair. I don't know if that Cavs team is going to make the playoffs or not. I actually like that team don't hate as a whole. Didn't they play hate, hard. Didn't hate them last year. You could almost see it. You know, if you squinted, you could see it every once in a while. And it's coming a little more into focus this year. I, I well, Mo- Mobley's been very good as a rookie. So he's definitely been a solid piece for them defensively. But looking at the last one, if you had the Pacers minus one and a half against the Spurs, led by 22 at halftime and one by 13. Yep. Yep. Nicely done there. Uh, Brownsbacker said he finally hit a bet uh, with Boston. So, uh, yeah. Bulls, uh, yeah. If you, had, J- if you had the over, that was an easy one. Uh, Jay Bake says uh, Bulls so far have been his best NBA team to bet on. Uh, I think you would probably agree with that as well. I've, yeah. What, we, what DeRozan have last night? 37? Uh, I think DeRozan went off last night. You know, I got to be honest with you, bud. I paid attention. I'm saying, I think he had 37. I paid attention they to the one talent, NBA though. Game. They got DeRozan, Levine. Vucevic, people like that Bulls team with the moves they made during the offseason. Mm-hmm. That team's pretty good. Yep, agreed. All right, well, we had a couple of options here. There's a couple we're going to talk about. We we did narrow it down. I think this is a pretty good one right here. Let's find out who's wearing the golden feedback. Who is the donkey of the day? All right, Scott, go ahead. So we're going to go back to the Boston Celtics. And after the massive collapse in the fourth quarter, once again being outscored 39-11 to in the fourth quarter, you had Marcus Smart, who is viewed as a team leader, quote-unquote. First of all, congrats to him. He actually made the flight to the game after the preseason where he missed the flight. It'll never he get old was, to you, will it? It will not. But anyway, he ended up criticizing politely, but still, he put it on notice that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two of the best players on the Celtics, are not exactly good at passing the ball. And Marcus Smart said, for future reference, teams are scouting on them and they should try to find open teammates. Basically what he said, kind of just get everyone else involved. The issue with that is that Marcus Smart no, is no one to talk because Marcus Smart this season is shooting 29.3% from the floor and 28.2% from three. So my question is, if you want them to pass the ball, I'm assuming you mean to other people, not including yourself, right? (laughs) Because if you're shooting below 30%, I don't think you're in any position to criticize the other players on the team. No. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can't. You've got got to, if you're going to posture like that, you better be able to walk the walk, right? I think so, especially if you consider yourself a leader who just signed a contract extension. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit interesting you chose to mention that in a press conference instead of talking to them behind closed doors. I don't know what exactly the positive is. You get both of the superstars under the public scrutiny and hope they make adjustments. Why can't you talk about it in the locker room? Well, and if you're going to if you're going to serve a, a a big cake like that, you better be eating most of it yourself. You better start that statement with, you know, I know there's nobody more to blame than me. I've had a subpar season. 
But also, these guys, blah, blah, blah. If you wanted to do it that way, I guess that would be a little bit better. But there's, there's just no good that goes down that road. Also, Smart's the starting point guard. He's averaging four assists per game. Yeah. Maybe you could pass the ball more, too. Yeah, you know? Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, Scott, do you have anything with MLS? I know you're a soccer guy. I root for the Red Bulls, who were pretty awful for the first couple of months. They've actually been decent lately. When it comes to MLS, I really don't get that involved with it. If I was going to bet it, which I have not because I'm not that involved, I'd probably look at totals, mostly involving the Galaxy, LAFC, those teams. I know Atlanta used to be very good. Martinez had the knee issue, so I'm not sure if they are backable anymore. But for MLS, I follow from a distance. I really get interested when the Red Bulls are really good. This year, they've kind of been hovering in postseason purgatory where they're not bad enough to tank but they're not good enough to fully be in the field so i'm kind of just following it from a distance very good uh and somebody wanted to know if you had something on ball state well i mentioned a couple of weeks ago i had ball state beating uh eastern michigan and they won that as for the game tonight we'll talk about it i'm not taking akron let's put it that way yeah it's it's hard hard to get, get behind the zippies isn't it I can't. So, Akron's so bad. We year. we discussed an alternative donkey of the day, but usually donkey of the day is a little more a little more lighthearted, somebody we yeah. can poke fun at, somebody that's done something kind of silly, maybe goofy. Um, and we decided to not do it. And it's of course it's it's Henry Ruggs, which is just it's just a tragedy all the way around. It's three hundred and sixty degrees. It's the it's it's the victim, it's the victim's family, it's the team, it's rugs, it's you know, destroying his career for something that could easily have been avoided when those, you know, these guys have more money than you and I will ever dream about having, let's be honest. And to not take advantage of rideshare or taxis or limousine at your beck and call, uh, it's just it's just needless. It's stupid. It's it's horrific and it's it's a horrible tragedy. It's it's far, far beyond Donkey of the Day. Yeah. We've mentioned Donkey of the Day for other guys who had DWIs or DUIs, the Mets GM, who actually got fired, I think, yesterday. You had Mark Few. Those didn't impact the lives of other people as much as you want to talk about the end results. Of course, anytime you get behind the wheel when you're drinking, you're putting other people at risk. But there wasn't a serious calamity at the end, so we could poke some fun at it. Rugs right. killed a guy. Yep. So we didn't. we thought that it was a little bit just insensitive to put that with the sound effect and all Yep. for the victim and the victim's family. Yep. So it's our, 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 you know, our, our, you know, thoughts and prayers is overused, but it's, it's apropos in this case, it's mm -hmm. thinking about everybody involved there and just, it's just, just horrific all the way around. So anyway, um, and yeah, guys, I guess use it as a, as opportunity for a PSA. Don't, don't drink and drive. That's, you don't need us telling you that because you've heard it all your life. But in this day and age, there's absolutely no reason to do it. You know, none at all. It used to be for my kids. I told them, well, you know, if you need a ride, call me and I'll come and get you. No judgment. You know, and they always you always wonder if that's going to work or not. Sometimes it did. And it, but but in this day of ride shares, just fucking don't do it. All right. Especially so. since you can just access it on your cell phone, which yep. didn't exist when you were growing up. Correct. So you don't have to dial up a cab. No, it's on your phone. You can just search up an Uber. It's 20 bucks. Yep. Yep. Do it. Do it. All right, buddy. Um, so we do have some games. First of all, we got the World Series. We got game six going back to Houston. 
Um, it would appear the Braves have a little bit of an advantage when it comes to pitching because they've got their they've got their rotation lined up. They've got they? arguably their two best pitchers. Well, they've got um, they've got Max Fried, and then they've got Ian Anderson if needed. They're on regular rest. I mean, that's where do you, where do you want to be in that rotation, bud? Well, of course, when you lay it out based on the season numbers, that's where you want to be. I don't trust Max Fried. Well, that's a separate that's a separate point. But I mean, if you look at starting pitching with Morton gone, especially they are de facto one two. Correct. So you've got your one two going in the deciding games on regular rest. That's that's the yeah, optimal place to be. Now, so, whether they're going to deliver or not, you can certainly talk about that because Freed has been he just kind of hit the wall. He had yeah. 16, I believe, quality starts in a row from his last start in July all the way through the first game of the playoffs uh, where he took care of business against Milwaukee. Um, and then he took care of business actually against the first game in L.A., but he gave up eight hits in six innings. So you, there was a kind of some signs of things to come. He kind of got a little lucky with sequencing. He didn't walk anybody, but then the wheels really came off the next two games. Uh, the game against the Dodgers and the first game against the Astros. So, yeah, what Max Fried are we going to see tonight, Scott? I'm just saying, he got shelled at Minimade once this season. It wasn't even just a matter of a couple of good pitches that were hit well. He generated no swings and misses for the first couple of innings. So, I am expecting him to struggle because I saw him struggle in the same building about a week ago. Now, Luis Garcia is a guy who has pitched better lately doesn't really give you much length at all. I'm assuming he'll probably go. Isn't it about girth, though, Scott? What? Well, it's not exactly. Isn't about it about the girth? Length. It's not, it's not really about, about the length. length. It's how you use it. But the point <laughs> is that since they had a day off yesterday, I think we would agree Garcia on short rest should probably go three innings tops. Is that fair? Most likely, unless, unless he pitches well. Yeah, maybe he'll go four. And yeah, I I would say. What do you you got even sixty pitches, give or take? I think I think that's I think that's about right. I think that's or a, until he gets into trouble. You, yeah, sixty pitches is the ceiling. Yeah, I don't think they're going to insist on him throwing sixty pitches. And but the point is that even if he goes two or three innings, I think he'll have a quick hook, and that's fine with me because Houston's bullpen has actually been pretty good in this series. So they, I do think that with everybody rested, yeah, they'll find a, they'll manage to piece together some innings. Freed concerns me. Because Houston was the best team against lefties all season long, and they killed them last time out. Plus, I don't know if you want to buy into the Atlanta choke job narrative, but I do think that the experience for Houston will benefit uh, you know, the Astros compared to a bunch of first-time guys in the World Series who blew a four-run lead in a World Series potentially clinching game in Game 5. I think, I think that will probably, if anything plays on their psyche... I tend to think it's hitting the grand slam in the first inning and not winning the game. More That's than, what I'm saying. More than I, I'm, recent I'm history. wondering if it's going to snowball. Mm, yeah, that is that is a great question, and you know, you know they're out there. They're hoping against hope that Max Fried can find his can re, can refine his form. Hey, Nathan says he likes the first five under four and a half. I thought about that. I'm not positive both of these pitchers get out unscathed. I'm not. I'm not touching that. I, I think, think Fried might get shelled. I I would. I if I was going to play an under. I'd hope I would play the full game and hopefully it's, you know, five, five to two or something after, after six innings and the bullpens hold on. Um, I, I, and it could go that way. Freed could be fantastic, but Scott, what it looks like to me is they're not swinging at the breaking pitch. 
They're, and he's not he's not able to throw it for strikes like he had been in the past. They're laying off the breaking pitch. They're sitting on the fastball. And Freed, the, his fastball is, is a it's a fine pitch, but it's it's not his it's not his out pitch. And if they can sit on that fastball, they can do damage. And that's exactly especially with those right handed bats that are in the Houston lineup. The question I have for you is, of course, anything is possible. If Atlanta falls behind early, let's just say they go down two nothing after one inning. Do you have faith in them to fully come back, or do you think that they start to have some doubt creep into their minds? I I think, a, I think it's a valid question. Because we saw Houston respond to adversity with the experience going down 4 nothing in the first inning. I don't know if Atlanta would be able to do the same thing in the hostile environment of Minute Maid Park. I don't know if they would. I don't know that that early they'll they'll be disheartened, but as the, if the game goes on and they're unable to mount any kind of a comeback, if it's two nothing after five, I think that collar starts getting a little tight. Yeah, I, think, I do too. I think it's, you got to take a few innings, but yeah, I think it's too. Nathan says there's a lot lot of volatility in baseball. Uh, yeah, definitely true. There's all, there's the- live opportunities, and there there's opportunity like you could have you could have gotten Houston at a fantastic price after the first inning uh, last time out, but. I, li- I live bet them when it was uh four three guy on third one out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, DeAndre says I'm in on the Heat and uh, go with the Jazz cover everything nine and high. But yeah, I think they get it. Jazz. The Jazz is interesting because I'm not sure what Donovan Mitchell's status is because I know that he got a little bit banged up in the Milwaukee game. So I am curious if he goes, if he doesn't, how his act, how his team's gonna look with him clearly less than 100. percent But yeah, Miami I like as well. Eric Jones says he thinks the Braves close it out tonight, win it four to two in honor of him, uh, Hank Aaron, forty two. Uh, no offense, I don't think that's playing a factor in their minds at all. <laughs> it's a cool. I think it's possible. It's a cool thing though. Winning in, I don't think they're going to win in six because of Hank Aaron's number, but some, I like the coincidence. Some clever, come wanna... some some clever sports writer in Atlanta is going to say that when they win it, and we're going to say, dude, Eric, Eric, Eric Jones be? was all over it. He was over. How way first. fitting that yeah. the Braves won. The World Series, four to two. Uh, I hate in honor of Hank Aaron. I hate to say this. Wasn't Hank Aaron forty four? Uh, yes, he was. Uh, Jackie Robinson was. I mean, uh, Jackie Robinson was forty two, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Still, you know, if they win the series four four, then it's an honor of Hank Aaron. Uh, that'd be something. I'd be. It'd be. I'd be there, there's, I don't even want to know what the natural disaster that, that would occur to make the series in four four. Because they played through an earthquake, bud. <laughs> they did. So, yeah, you could see where the bridge collapsed and killed like, you know, dozens of people like, yeah, we're fine. We're a couple of weeks we'll be we'll have that bridge out of there. But and, for me, I'm on Houston. Yeah. I, uh, I know that you can argue zigzag theory. Yep. If you want to if you want to actually make that case, then Houston should win this game because the Braves won two in a row. Yep. So now Houston has to win two in a row, but I'm not even going zigzag theory. I just like the spot for Houston. Yep, I'm with you. I I I, I just don't I and, and we rode him so hard. He he did so well for us this season. But I, I hate to dismount Max Freed, but he just hasn't shown me anything these last two and a half games. Well, even against the Dodgers, I actually got lucky because I'm pretty sure I had the race to six runs. Mm-hmm. And even though Freed struggled, I'm pretty sure the Dodgers didn't get there, I think. No, they I think they lost that game. See, that's... It, no, they lost, but I'm saying, I, I don't know if either team got to six. It ended up 5-4. I, it might have. I'm not fully sure, but I remember I backed Freed earlier and it actually worked out, even though he didn't pitch that well. Uh, That game ended up... I'm looking here. 
Um, oh no, the game he got shelled against the Dodgers. They lost eleven to two. So never mind. Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. I was thinking. You know what? It was it was some kind of group delusion because I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking like six five five to four. Um, that might have been a- I, either way. Freed has struggled lately. Garcia might not give you length, but at least they'll pull him quickly. I'm not sure the Braves are going to pull arguably their best pitcher, even if he gets into trouble early. Do no, you? I no, they haven't. They haven't shown it. They haven't shown a propensity to do that. You see Freed out there in the fifth inning getting hammered against the Dodgers and against the the Astros. So yeah. By the way, am I, am I the one who hates the Braves using two games with rookie pitcher guinea pigs in the World Series? I don't know. No, I, I guarantee you're not the only one. <laughs> I, I get it worked out. You've got out 2 million for, people for in Atlanta, 3 million. It worked out for game four. Yeah. You score four runs in the bottom of the first. You really had to let Davidson go into the third inning. You really had to. Maybe. Really? I don't know. With that bullpen, what do you think? Although they pitched pretty well. They kind of rallied. Not as good as the Houston pen. Houston pen's thrown like 25, 25 in the third innings, 175 ERA. Well, that's why I jumped in on Houston Alive because Davidson struggled. They brought in, uh, they brought in. Uh, I forgot the order, but at some point you bring in Minter and Jesse Chavez. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, you you hate Jeff, Jesse Chavez, don't you? Oh, I love him because I had money on Houston, and he gave up the uh, blooper to Marwin Gonzalez. But I I have found Snickers bullpen use fascinating throughout the series. That's one way to put way. it, isn't it? And on a good way. Yeah, <laughs> fascinating. Uh, you're crazy, Eric. You just said call me crazy. Uh, over in the Canadians, Red Wings, getting the getting the plus price on that. What do you got? Any you got any thoughts? That's uh, it's tough because Detroit is they're both disaster teams. I was gonna say that's. But that's Montreal had issues scoring earlier in the year. They've been a little bit better defensively, though. They're still awful. So I'm going to I'll lean over with you at plus money, but. I'll, I would be miserable betting on that game, so is I'm it, not going to touch it. Is that the attendance? Five and a half? <laughs> I thought you were going to say 102, because it's, it's close between the two. All right, so it's, uh, it's, it's a big day. It's the, it's the day that all football degenerates wait for, Scott. What day is it? It's Maction Day. It's Maction Day. It's the first day of midweek Maction. Thank God. Couldn't be more excited. First, we get the fun belt. The fun belt's kind of cool, but they don't play on Tuesday very much. So you kind of feel that hole in your life on Tuesday. You're like, well, you know what would go good here is some football. So instead of football, we have Akron playing. <laughs> um, we have One of these two teams will be playing something that looks like football. Eastern Michigan, Toledo. Let's start with that one. Uh, speaking, I hate Toledo. Speaking of, they're dead to me. Dead to me. Killed my damn win total. I'll never, I still, I'm still pissed about the Colorado State game. I can't believe Toledo's actually going to miss out on the win total because they didn't fall down at the one against Notre Dame, and they ended up losing in overtime to Central Michigan. They also lost by, I think it was one point to Northern Illinois, who's undefeated in conference. Oh, that was They've a, been right another there ridiculous for game. Three separate games. Yeah, and they blew all of them. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, they lose by. They lose by two to to, to Northern Illinois. I which, thought it was one, whatever. It was I, right, but no, and and that was a. I think that was a last second thing. I think Northern Illinois sc- scored at the buzzer there, pretty close they to it. Like a field goal. You had a, a rough in the. You had a pass interference penalty and a like third and t- it was it was a lot of just stupidity that happened. But oh they, well. they look good against Western Michigan last week. That's why I hate this team because they should be or better. Two weeks than the ago, record. they they were off last week. So just well, their quarterback stinks. They got Finn who can't throw the ball. That's the problem. That's that's the deal. And the defense, 
Defense but, is still doing their job. The defense is playing well enough to, to uh, contend in the MAC, but the offense just isn't getting it done. Kopech uh, has has not been that good this year. No, as a running back. Uh, Eastern Michigan can't run the football, Scott. They can't, but at least they know their identity. At some point, they'll abandon the run, so at least they aren't stubborn running into a wall every time. I disagree. They ran the ball 40 times against Bowling Green for 130 yards. Well, timeout. They ran it that many times because they won by that game by, what, 50? Uh, No, but they did have a substantial lead. But, you know, that's... Well, they win that game by, like, 35? Uh, 31. 55. I think game flow played a factor in the play calling. You're you're right, but, I mean, they've, they've run the ball... They ran it. They ran it thirty, what, thirty-two times for fifty-one yards. I mean, they're not quitters, is what I'm saying to you. They're they're not quitters, but I do think their pass game is decent. Well, it better be. <laughs> it better because I can't run the ball. But I like the under in that game. I mentioned how Finn I don't like as a quarterback. Yep. Toledo's offense is underachieved. The defense is good. You just mentioned how Eastern Michigan is going to be one-dimensional. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Give me the under. All right. Got a thought on the side. Uh, a bias says whatever I take Toledo, or if I don't, they're going to prove me wrong anyway. So whatever I say for the side, take the opposite. I'll take the points. Emu, emu. I'll take the points. I, I can't lay that with Toledo. They're dead to me. You? They're, they're dead to me. I, I'm telling you, though, even though I'm saying I like Eastern Michigan plus the points, yeah. look into Toledo because they have been a thorn in my side all year long. I think the total. I'll just say this: I think the total is a better play. Yeah, I agree. Ah, uh, you know what? I'll t- I'll take Toledo. I I never learned my lesson. The the fucking Toledo Chiefs up there. Um, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Ball State Akron game, right? No, is that what we got? No. No, we won't. Oh no, you're right. No, no, no. We we, we, went, we went the other way. That's right. I like Ball State. Yeah. Let's yeah. get that out of the way. Akron's not a real football team. They're real bad. They're, uh, yeah. They're a team that just doesn't do much well, and the uh, the defense is uh, it's it's horrific. If you can run the ball at all, um, which Ball State not a great running team, I think they should be good enough. Uh, ball State might be close to dead for the MAC title race. They're not officially dead, so they're still playing for something. I got to assume after losing to Miami, Ohio, they're going to try to bury this team. You. Yeah, I'm with you. And speaking of Miami of Ohio, they're going against the uh, the fighting Frank Soliches up there at uh, the Bobcats of Ohio. You, uh, they miss Frank Solich a lot because they're just one and seven mm-hmm. on the season, three and five against the number. Uh, on the other hand, Miami of Ohio. Uh, okay, what do you uh, what do you what do you make of this? Or you make nothing of this? I'm gonna back Blaine Gabbard's brother. I hate. I think this Ohio team stinks. Yeah. We faded them for a long time. Uh, I know middle of the season, early in the season, we took uh, Lafayette. We thought Lafayette would kill this team in the middle of the week. Damn, that Ohio team sucks. Yeah, they're not good. What are they, one and seven now, I think? Yeah, one and one seven. Is, or one, one, and one, and seven. one and seven on yeah. the year. Three and five. Three Miami, and five o- Miami, Ohio, actually been a sneakily decent MAC team. I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, they're, they're, they've at least shown flashes. Ohio's shown nothing. <laughs> So, they beat Ball State. La- they got they beat Ball State last game. I got to be impressed. Well, that's I take it back. Okay. Uh, oh, Miami. You mean? No, I'm uh, saying Miami, Ohio. Yeah. Ball State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually like the form of this team. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you want to address the uh, the line in the uh, Titans game? Uh, we can. Uh, I know without Derrick Henry, you got to wonder what the Titans are going to do. 
Is Tannehill going to have to air it out? I don't know if Peterson's actually going to be able to do anything for his first game with the Titans, assuming he's going to be on the active roster for that game. Uh, it's got to be Rams or pass, no? I mean, you got the Rams at home. Von Miller should play. I got to assume that the Rams win on Sunday night. You? Yeah, I'm... I'm I can't uh... back the Titans. No, I I can't. I uh I don't. I'll tell you what. I like the I like the over there because I think Tennessee's going to throw the ball. I agree. So I think and I Tennessee's think... defense they struggled against Carson Wentz. I know that they had an interception touchdown and you had a couple of turnovers forced. Still gave up thirty one. Yep. I'll take the over in that as well. Good. Uh, anything from the NBA? Grab you? Kind of a short card. Uh, well, I know that Dave, the Dominator, uh, commented that he likes the Bucks and Pistons under on the card. Shockingly, that's not a game that either of us have Mm -mm. as far as I know. So shout out to Dave for not going against one of our plays this time. (laughs) I agree. Uh, I like the under in that game too. Pistons offensively might be the worst team in the league. They can't score the ball at all. Uh, Milwaukee defensively has been not as good as usual, but Giannis still a good rim protector. I do think they'll look fine there. Uh, Team total under for Milwaukee. I mean, for uh, Detroit, I don't hate that either. Um, Out of everything else, I got to look at the Lakers Rockets under they just played mm-hmm. that game flew under. I think that game landed around one uh, 80 totals two sixteen. I got to like the under there. Don't I? I think, you, I think you do. And it's, it, it's go it's going away. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's going up. So the Rockets are undefeated to the under. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cause they, they can't score. They're a dreadful team. Yeah. The place. And I got one more question. Uh, about the Kings matchup against the Jazz. Do I like the Kings team total under? I'm not taking their over against Utah. As long as Gobert's in the lineup, I have a hard time taking any team over against Utah. Sacramento is an offensive team that has really been propelled by Harrison Barnes, of all people, which has been relatively shocking. Say that phrase again. Yeah, as a whole, I agree. I go with Sacramento team total under. Utah defensively, especially at home, an elite unit. Excellent, uh, Cameron Brown. First time, first time watching. Good to have you, brother. Good to see you. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. All right, my friend. Well, let's get to it. Let's uh, let's do it as we do here at the end of the show. You and I put our heads together. We've come up with our very best play. If you had to put all your chips in the middle, this is the one, kids. Put on those overalls, climb on that John Deere, and get ready for today's version of Bet the Farm. Hey, man, got any more of them team totals? Yes, I do. So we're going to look at a matchup between the Mavericks and the Heat, and the Bet the Farm play is going to be on the Mavericks team total under 105.5 at minus 125 on Bet MGM. A couple reasons why I like the under in the spot. First of all, Dallas has been an awful offensive team this season. The Mavericks have scored less than 106 points in five of their first six games. Meanwhile, Miami has the best defense in the entire league. Miami has allowed less than 104 points in every game. Miami ranks first in the league in defense efficiency, while Dallas, even with Luka Doncic, ranks 27th in offensive efficiency. We think Dallas is going to struggle. Porzingis is not going to play. Kleber's not going to play. They're missing a couple of guys. But Miami defensively is an elite unit, and we do think that Dallas is going to struggle. And as a result, we like the team total under 105 and a half. There you go. That's it. Dallas team total under 105 and a half. That's our bet the farm. And that is our show for today. 
As always, thanks for watching. Thanks for being involved. Hey, come back and see us tomorrow, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you tomorrow on Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. Take care, everybody.